And this episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Ruma, uh, who we work with for our Folkery booth at the recent Tech Week Singapore event. Now, Terence, what do you remember about our booth at the event? Man? No, it was great. I think our booth really was an oasis in the middle of the the entire Tech Week conference. Right? Mm-hmm. It was felt very homely, very inviting to people, and it was really just about we, we set the environment using the furniture that. Uh, that our partner led to us, Ruma led to us as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah, and I mean, because you can imagine at a Tech Week conference, our booth was like bare white, but with their help, we got some funky tables, uh, we got uh, quite a bit of rattan, yeah. some plants, a really cool stool, a rug. Because they specialized in rattan and wood furnishings in various finishes, textures, textures and forms. Mm. They were founded in 2018, and I mean, they were they were pretty easy to work with. They, you know, we went down. They talked to us about what our booth is like. They recommended a whole design aesthetic and they made, made, made magic happen, man. Yeah, and I think there were people who came to our booth because of the furniture. Yeah, More yeah. than anything, they just wanted to figure out, hey, where is all this beautiful furniture coming from? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was great working with them. They do some really cool stuff. Every piece is handmade and designed in-house by the team. And they've been so kind to offer you guys, our Yalabad listeners, a 10% off promo. All you have to do is key in the promo code YLB10OFF uh, at their website, uh, ruma.sg, and you'll enjoy the discount. Uh, so you can click on the link in the description to check out their Instagram account so you can see all their, their furniture and they're great people to work with. So do support them. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. How's the week, man? Uh, it's been an interesting week. Mm. I think. Uh, we are right um, barreling towards the you know the end of uh, afterlife support. Podcast series. I think mm. this earlier this week we wrapped up like production on it, right? Mm, mm. Uh, and now, yeah, it's the last couple of episodes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's been a nice, nice long journey. Uh, yeah. Nice long journey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Coming towards the end. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be a future season. Mm, Hopefully, mm, we can mm. turn it into a TV series because the feedback has been good, lah, right? Amazing. The feedback has been amazing. And not yeah. just from people in the industry, but like even like Yalabad listeners mm. who have reached out to us or commented. Or even like, you know, uh, so, you know, people who have uh, folklory customers even mm-hmm. told us they heard a podcast and they heard Afterlife Support. They love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty like across the board. The feedback has been pretty positive. Yeah. And how you feel? Because uh, you're, you're like show running it. Mm. I think all of us, uh, including Joe as well, Joe, mm. Joe Tan, mm. who, you know, even in this, even in this period when she's very busy acting in shows all that, We've all been just throwing ourselves into the project, like, right? And mm. Yeah, it's, it, it's been just yeah, creatively very, very refreshing for, for us to be involved and act, working with actors that we've always wanted to work with and we're just waiting for opportunities like this, like, right? Yeah. yeah, And of course, Tristan as well. Mm, yes. Sound designing his first full series. And at the same time, graduating and getting his diploma. Yeah, man. Sound, sound what? Uh, sound design? Oh. Sound engineering slash editing. Yeah, if you yeah. follow us on Instagram, you would have seen a picture of his from his graduation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's a sound engineer, man. Yeah. So it's cool that like, everyone 
like I said, this like this journey we're all on together. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, and an interesting thing about audio is it's all going on in parallel. Yeah, like we might not all be in the same room, the same production, same set, whatever, but we're all working towards the same objective. Like. Hell yes, man. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, interesting week. Uh, mm. I mean, news wise, also, of course, we all know what's happening in the in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which which we will be addressing. Mm. Um and and again like if you know anyone who might be able to share a perspective on what's going on in the Israel Palestine conflict uh that has experience mm. uh, maybe even been on the ground mm. please reach us reach out to us yeah yeah and and, and be able to talk a little bit about the revel- uh, relevance to Singapore as well yeah exactly year, exactly yeah. and and I mean like like all our conversations like we want it to be honest we want it to be deep and not just like a short video that covers just the more common questions, lah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Interesting week, lah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, so I mean, on that note, uh, you can always reach out to us, uh, at contact at ministryoffunny dot com, via social media, uh, yeah. on our Instagram and TikTok, and uh, what else? Uh, what else do we need to say before we start? Uh, you can also email us if you want to work with us, or you know, just find some way to collaborate. We are contact at ministryoffunny dot com. Did I just already say that? No. You said email, but you didn't spell out what the email was, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, because I was I was setting you up to say the thing about like the follow and subscribe. Oh, I thought you already were saying the follow and subscribe. You I didn't said say socials. follow and subscribe. You said follow. I, on socials. I said message on socials. Oh, message on socials. Oh, wow, I thought you were just you were just grabbing the mic anyway, so I just let you run with it. Then yeah, hey, there was know, no like, there's yeah, no mic yeah, grabbing. Yeah, okay, yeah. there's no mic grabbing. Yes, yes. But you go, so, please, please go ahead. Please, yeah. Please. So. So, if you uh, do enjoy this podcast, it would be great if you could share it with like one person and uh, just follow and subscribe to us on wherever you listen to this podcast because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Mm, mm, mm. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, cool. But speaking of uh, yeah, growing and reaching more people, I think the first topic we're talking about is something that uh, kind of reaches everyone, right? Mm. Everyone at some point or another has gotten some kind of message from you know, scammers and all that. And mm. it has passed through these very people that we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And and the news is that uh, as of uh, a few days ago, no, uh, Wednesday, October 25th, the there was a consultation paper put out by the Monetary Authority of Singapore, MES, mm. and the Infocom Media Development Authority, IMDA, about how losses from scams will be shared between companies and consumers. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, we've spoken a lot about scams like, this, this past year, right? Yes, yes. What right. are some notable things that come to mind? Uh? Um, I mean, off the back of, uh, not, not even scams, like, right? Mm. But like the recent, uh, the outage, the DBS outage and everything. Um, it wasn't a scam per se, but it kind of showed you that um, the digital banking services and and uh, a lot of the things that we rely on, we've come to rely on in the past couple of years, like, right? Mm. Uh, the moment there's a lapse, uh, suddenly the whole, the whole world stops. The, the whole Singapore like grinds to a halt, uh. mm. and it's quite it was quite scary to see, like, right? You know, businesses not being able to conduct or transact, uh, consumers, you know, not being able to draw out money to even do, you know, have a backup option and all that, like, right? Mm-hmm. So I think coming off the back of that uh, big incident a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then seeing this consultation paper, uh, I think it's 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 just nice lah. It's a very timely timely time to have a discussion about who bears responsibility when there's a fuck up in the in in 
along the way, like when a scammer somehow manages to access your money from where you when you where you think you have it safeguarded and uh, with a custodian, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the first time this was kind of like even proposed was back in mm. February twenty twenty two when uh, OCBC eight hundred customers lost a combined thirteen point seven million. Yeah, which yeah. I think we covered. Yeah, uh, and then we also covered that episode where was it OCBC that that implemented this thing on an app where it you locks you side load. You couldn't sideload uh, non-official apps, right? Or if you, even if you had the app on store on your phone, I think you, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't allow yeah. you to transact or something. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't use uh, their banking app if you have side-loaded apps uh, on your phone. What's a side-loaded app? That means you don't go through the official app. Uh, apps oh, is this called side-loaded? Uh? I think so, yeah. Oh, side-loaded. I thought it's like, you know, when you open up one app and then you flip to another app and then you come back to the app. It's called multitasking, right? Multi-tabbing. Uh. App that is like the t- app equivalent of tabbing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on that note, right, shout out to, I think it was Kyle from the Hantu podcast mm. who enlightened me about the beauty of using Safari for yeah. multi-tab, multiple tabs instead of Chrome. Yeah, yeah. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment, uh, the, the, the exchange. Yeah. Just because like someone out-tabbing you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Out-apping you, basically. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Like, uh, it's going to be on the Dead Air podcast that will mm. be coming out soon, I think. I hope so. Uh, with them, where there were four of us around the table. Uh, I made known my 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 uh, tendency to tab, and there was a fellow tabber on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it was a beautiful moment. It yeah. was like... Uh, Not for you, lah. You really do. No, no, I enjoyed it a lot, uh. watching it happen. Like, oh, is it? Oh. Because it's like, you know, like watching when you watch someone who's very overbearing about how, how he uses apps and how he uh. loves... Meet someone else. Meet someone else who's even, like, oh. even overbearing, more overbearing than Beautiful. you tell you. It's like when I went, when I used to go diving and then those people would be like, oh, you saw this fish. Ah? I saw a bigger fish. You know, uh. that kind of thing. Then you... Then the, the proud guy gets shut down, you know, that kind of thing. It was oh, a nice moment. It was a beautiful moment. Uh. <laughs> and it really, like, he said, use Safari for multiple tabs, and it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chrome just sucks the shit out of your computer. Yeah. So, any any tabbers out there, remember, and if you're on Mac, Safari. Yeah. Safari is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, How did I come to this? Uh, Oh, the site-loaded apps. The site-loading, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah site-loading apps. And um, I think along the way, uh, Sylvia Lim from M- uh, WP also kind of first brought it up in Parliament, I believe, also back in 2022. Um, uh, oh no, sorry, like uh, 2023. She was asking for an update. La, yeah, right? asking for an update. So basically, there was talk in Parliament la, and there was talk about this consultation paper and then this consultation pa- paper came out and it's on the MES website. It's yep. about 42 pages. Mm. Um, and, and like, did, did do you did this ring a bell that you knew that there was consultation paper because I totally forgot about it. Uh, I mean, I I knew that there was discussions about how how they would share the responsibility for scams because I think that was a big point at the time, like where OCBC mm. bore all the responsibility for the scams. Mm. Um, and uh, a lot of people are saying that hey, should it even really be be the bank's uh, responsibility to do it because it's ultimately it's it's people who got, you know, who actually went to click on a link, who actually mm. went to sign into, you know, uh, phishing links and stuff like that. So it is a, you can somewhat attribute it to human naivete, right? Mm. So why should a bank be the one uh, having to bear the responsibility for this? Mm. And it's a very interesting philosophical discussion about the banking system and all. Mm. So, yeah, I knew that there was something being discussed, but uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting a full consultation paper. But apparently it's been overdue already. 
It's late. Yeah, it's late. It's been supposed to be out like three months after. Because she also brought up the brought it up in parliament asking for a check, lah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. it's late. But I mean, essentially, like um, just some some aspects of it. Um, they it basically is it banks on the oh like uh it it uses the waterfall approach, lah. Mm. Right, where layer one is the the source where is the bank, not yeah. source the part place where your money is. Yeah. Um. Then there's the telcos, mm. and then the consumers. Yeah. And depending on the circumstances, it could be all borne by the bank. It could be all borne by the telco, or mm. all borne on the uh customer la. And apparently, Singapore is the first in the world to actually have a framework that involves telcos. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty damn cool la. It's pretty cool. La. But yeah. it it, it kind of tells you that you can't just put your hands up and say I was just a messenger. Yeah. Things, exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like okay, you're you're not just a messenger. You are the Operator of this information highway. Yeah. So if you don't do your checks and balances, you also have to bear some responsibility. So my favorite question of all time: Were you surprised or not, Terence, at the structure of the framework? Was I surprised? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little pleasantly surprised. Mm. Uh, to, to to be honest, I would have thought that uh, the knee jerk reaction in Singapore would be that all ultimately is all about education and consumer education mm. and. Is the, the banks are just trying to run a business. They're not doing anything. Oh, telcos are just running a business. They don't have anything. But this one is like putting teeth on the, on, on trying to put teeth onto regulation, right? Mm. Saying that, hey, no, it's not just about consumer education. It's also about your banking system, uh, you know, how robust your banking system is. Can people trust your banking system? And then also like, hey, telcos, you can't, you all just can't turn a blind eye to people faking SMSs, uh, SMS originators, like, right? Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's still, but it's not a final, like, right? There's yeah, still, correct, correct. They're still getting comments on all this, so there still might be pushback. But uh, as a start, I think it's a, it's a good way to, um, you know, even philosophically think about who is really responsible for all this. Like. Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised. Oh, is it? Very whoa, surprised. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Is that, anyone got 40 <laughs> numbers? Quick, 40, quick, yeah. one day. Harish is very like, surprised. Harish is surprised after asking a, are you surprised questions. <laughs> wow. Very surprised. But for okay. the same reasons as you, like, um, I think uh, for the longest time, maybe it's also because there's building sentiment towards the, the banks or the powers that be that, hey, Everything is the customer's fault. Yeah. And then like all the upside of like banks and all goes to the employees. Uh, the banks. Is, uh, yeah, the banks yeah, itself, yeah. Uh, which is which is not the fairest. Uh, and not, yeah. not all the employees also. So in this case, um, yeah, I was actually, hey, shit, this is, this is pretty cool because uh, the fact that they include telcos as well. Because uh, mm, mm. at first I was thinking, hey, but like, telcos, aren't they really just the messenger? But they broke it down. Uh, they basically said that, I mean, Ultimately, it is their role to ensure that um, SMSs sent through their network are sent by like verified partners. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. I, I can imagine it being very difficult to implement. Mm. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a great evolution. Because even for the scam, right? I was thinking, hey, but then what are the current measures? Apparently, now the stakeholders are answerable to regulators if they fail to implement necessary anti-scam measures. Mm. Uh, but there's nothing that that says that if a customer loses and it's clear that the bank screwed up, they should be liable. There's nothing that, that enforces that. Mm. I think OCBC was because of the good scale. Will. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, there was a goodwill and all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but this one, yeah, is a it's a shared responsibility framework, uh known as the SRF. Yeah. Uh and yeah, so I mean if you read the report, it does break it down into different 
uh, aspects of it. It talks about case studies. The one thing I know that the scams, like for those love scams, mm. where the interaction okay. is done through SMS and all that, that doesn't fall under it. Yeah. But if it is um, if there's a phishing link and they are, uh, the customer or the victim is like pushed to enter credentials on a fraudulent digital platform, yeah. Then that that falls under under it. Or if the scam scammer pretends to be from a legitimate entity, la. Yeah. So actually, uh, the the paper, the consultation paper, is interesting. We'll put a link in the mm. description. But it's actually quite interesting to take a look at because they have a whole annex that is full of like uh, case studies, case studies mm. examples of how and when this uh this framework can be used to you know, uh, pull in the financial institutions or the telcos to be responsible, la, right? Mm. So you can really look through the scenarios and uh, yeah, there are some certain, so it tells you there are certain things that you have to be very wary of. La. Like if you, if you, if someone older in your family, you know, you're starting to hear that they're getting phone calls or having strange conversations or very intimate uh, exchanges of texts with someone of the opposite sex that you don't know who this person is and, and turns out it's some kind of love scam or something. Mm. There's no recourse. Yeah. Like this thing tells you outright that if you are a victim of a love scam, that's on you. You know, mm. it's not our fault the police. Your you love. Know, your love and your 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 affairs and all that. Mm. And if you want to draw all your money and give it to a love scam, too bad, man. Yeah, yeah. We can't do anything. And and the case studies are quite detailed. Like um in one case they said the consumer responded to phishing email, provided account credentials on a spoofed F one web uh fixed investment website. Yeah. Um uh, fixed deposit at promotional rates. There were the account details were used to initiate 10 transactions amounting mm. to 10K and SMS notifications were sent to the consumer for the first nine yeah. but not the 10th because of the issue. The customer will bear the losses for the first nine and the bank will bear it for the 10th. Mm. So they go into that sort of specifics. Mm. And then I was thinking, wow, like, well, would this be one of the things like let's say you get scammed and then there's a, a whole bunch of timelines that you have to wait for but apparently, I mean, there are four stages. Yeah. Right? Uh, The gathering info stage the claim stage and then the investigation stage, yeah. the outcome stage and the recourse stage. Mm, mm. So, yeah, like the 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 claim stage and investigation apparently will be done within two days mm. or up to 45 days for um, complex cases. Mm, mm. Uh, to complete investigation by 21 days, sorry, or 45 days for complex cases and then the outcome stage. But then like when you look at this, does it feel like it's taking away responsibility from the consumer? Because, well, when I was looking at an article from uh, Sylvia Lim that mm. was shared on Reddit back in September 2023, where she was calling for banks to reimburse scams fully, uh, of course, it's Reddit, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of pushback against that, saying that it takes away responsibility from the consumer. Mm. Is that is that the main the main gripe of those people on Reddit saying it? Uh... In some way, yes. Like, let's see. Uh, uh, not sure. Just look at what other countries use. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. There were a few people who disagreed. Mm. Um, yeah, let's see. They, they were just talking about what me- what more measures could bank- banks take uh, for protection. Um, of course, the site loading apps and all that was, that was one thing. Mm. But, yeah, it... It uh, it basically saying that if the banks are bailing out customers, then wouldn't that like attract even more scammers? Mm. Just knowing that yeah, they 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 can scam and it's not not putting the responsibility on the consumer. What bailing out customers? 
Uh, I mean, well, yeah, what do you think of that when you hear it? Uh, no, I, I completely disagree. Like, because I think it's so easy to blame the consumer, this individual who is trying to use your damn apps. Mm. And people will make mistakes, mm. right? It's just about reducing the risk. Like, and if the telcos and the banks who are already not the most transparent are not held accountable to a certain extent, then it feels like, hey, like, you always say, oh, cutting edge technology here, you know, this new app thing. But you can't protect people from scams. Feels a bit weird. Like. Yeah. It feels yeah. a bit weird. Like. Yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's uh, maybe maybe because those people were commenting at that point of time, mm. right? But I think if anything, that the recent banking problems at DBS had, has shown us that they have obviously not invested enough in their digital services, like, right? Mm. Uh, whatever they want, you want to say about lapses and all that, at the end of the day, uh, it's inexcusable that there was almost a 12-hour or I don't know what, 9 to 12-hour uh, lapse in their digital services. And it tells you that there isn't a robust enough network to to get people to trust the digital banking system. Uh. Yeah. And ultimately, banking, at the end of the day, you, whatever, you want to go back in the hundreds of years and whatever, the banking system relies on people's trust, mm. trusting that your bank won't collapse, trusting that I put $10 in the bank tomorrow. If I want my $10 back, I get it back, you know? And that's how our entire system works. So if I can't trust that the custodian of my money is able to, you know, uh, allow me to draw the money tomorrow, mm. right? If the custodian of my money tells me that the service is wow, very powerful, very, very tokong, very robust, and then everything, but then later, like, for whatever, there's some lapses or, you know, some because I don't understand how certain processes work on the app very well because I'm not, uh, I have no confidence in it, like, right? Mm. And then I end up losing money for, through a scam. I think the, yeah, the bank deserves some of the blame for that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the financial institutions. And yeah. I mean, you want to give them a litmus test for whether, whether they've invested enough to whether to educate consumers or to, invest in the robustness of their system. Mm. The incident a few weeks ago shows you that they haven't. Yeah. You know, yeah. even at its most basic level of like a a a, a heat a heat related uh, power power yeah. failure or something. Yeah. That can cripple your whole banking services. Yeah. It tells me that you guys are, th this system is totally not sophisticated enough to deal with like scammers. La. Yeah. And if you see articles like even on CNA where the title is This is not supposed to happen. Experts on DBS city outage caused by data center failure. Of course, it's not supposed to fucking happen. Mm. So, I mean, that's just uh, uh, venting on the title. Yeah. But, you know, like, this whole thing, the banking thing is the is the traditional banks, right? You know, a few weeks ago, when I was trying to look at, oh, what are the N the few NFTs that I bought the last time? What are they worth? Uh -huh. I mean, it's all just shit now. Uh -huh. um, but basically, the wallet that I was using to contain the NFTs had some uh, extra W-E-T-H, which is, that's Ethereum. Okay. And then there's WETH uh, as a currency to transact in that wallet. Okay. I'm still not the clearest. But basically, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to move this to my main wallet uh, where I have whatever little crypto I have. And then I, I completed the transaction. So, you know, in, in Web3, you have your own wallet address, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got my wallet address from my main wallet. And then from this NFT holder, I sent it there. But then it didn't show up. Oh. Uh, because I was an idiot and I thought, oh, WETH and Ethereum, somewhat similar should be fine. Yeah. Then I Googled, then I found out this wallet does not accept uh, WETH directly. Oh, You need to convert the WETH to Ethereum in 
your NFT uh, wallet before you convert it. So what happened to you? Yeah, then I was like, oh, fuck. Then I went on Reddit and I was looking at posts from like last year. They said, unfortunately, um, if it gets sent to that address, then it's like, it, it, it no, sorry. At first, I saw some people saying, where do you go, where do you go? Then with a quick Google search, mm-hmm. I found out that, that, that you can easily go to that wallet and reverse the transaction. Oh, okay. Yeah, which blew my mind. Okay. Because for banks, right, the traditional banks, you send the money out. Yeah, that's it really. That's it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, this is the power mm. of Web3. But but yeah, so I got it back like oh, within a few minutes. Okay. okay. And and I had that sinking feeling. I was like, oh shit, I'm such a dumbass. I should have Googled more before transacting. But because every transaction is on the ledger, it's very easy to reverse. Mm, mm. Then I was like, oh, that's a real life experience where in the traditional system, you transfer from one bank to another bank account. I mean, I assume they will check whether that address exists mm. or not. But for a moment there, my wallet showed that everything had been transferred out. Oh, then it appeared back. So you're very happy with blockchain, huh? Fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> In spite of your losses. In the, I mean, not say losses, but yeah. your paper losses for and, and your NFTs. And all yeah, that. but the NFTs I bought was just experimental. It wasn't it's, like... It's you're investing in art. Like, I didn't like mortgage, art. put my house on mortgage yeah. or something you're like that. You're investing in art. Like. You were yes. Believing the future. That's true. There was one Singaporean <laughs> NFT creator I also uh, bought an NFT in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I have like three or four, but I had some excess. I'm, I'm, it's probably pronounced... I don't know whether it's pronounced with. Or oh, W E T H. Yeah. But it just felt like, oh shit, this is the benefit of having more transparency when it comes to banking and finance. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think I think it's a yeah, clear example of like even something like what you said, like being able to reverse a transaction. Yeah. Having some kind of like cooling off period, like where after a transaction within like I don't know, an hour, two hours, you can still like reverse it or something if mm. something's off. Mm. Uh it's not a bad thing. Uh. It's yeah. like having money in escrow is like the the carousel, you know, and sometimes when you transact carousel, you pay through a, a, an escrow service. Yeah, like, yeah, it only right. releases the funds if you're happy with with whatever you received, right? Yeah, and, and I think it's very easy for platforms and like companies and corporates to get away with not of, with absolving themselves of responsibility. Like, like even yeah. this morning on Facebook, you know, while just looking at the news of the conflict and all that, I saw certain Facebook pages where you can only comment if you have followed the page for 24 hours. Ah, yes. I uh, didn't know that that feature was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. to me, that's a that's a good feature lah because yeah. you can imagine people just following and shitting on the certain things and all that trolling. But now they say, okay, if you want to comment, you just have to follow our page for 24 hours. Yeah. So that is an example of the platform doing something to reduce just hate comments lah. Mm. Which yeah, I thought, yeah, actually not bad. No, it's true. And, 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 um, we are we are really only in the starting phases of this digital uh, age, uh, right? Mm. Where you know we're still coming to terms with. I mean, the last ten years, we're finally we're coming to terms with how you know the, the use of social media. It wasn't last time. It was just about pokes and and making friends and connections and stuff like that. Mm. Now we realize this misinformation can can change the effects of elections. It can cause violence mm. in cities and all that, right? So we're only coming in terms of the, the the power of what uh digital services and social media can can do like. and we're starting the legislation unfortunately takes time to catch up mm. like. and then there will all be all these exchanges where where you know they're asking uh the TikTok CEO about whether you can connect to TikTok via Wi-Fi and stupid questions like that from regulators that make it sound like regulators don't know shit yeah know? yeah but the truth is 
you know, it does take time for not just regulators, but whole population to catch up with mm. the power of these services, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you can't just uh, give them a, a you know, uh, just give them a, a free pass just because, oh, we're on the cutting edge of technology, we're trying to make things better and yeah. just assume that, yeah, just because they are, they say that digital is better means it will be better regardless, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it's in everything, like everything like we talked about how when Facebook implemented, uh, you know, the the metaverse stuff and all that, you really started to see people using it to sexually harass other people mm. on the, in the metaverse. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> never even, barely even scratched the, the yeah. surface of technology and really the shit like that is happening really. Like. Mm. So yeah, digital services, uh, We, I, I'm glad that Singapore is taking the, you know, like doing a, taking a lead like, right in the world. Yeah. Try and do something like that, lah. And like, I mean, the telcos being involved, that that that's great, lah. I think at the time of this article, Starhub said, you know, they are in favor of of like that. Singtel and M One had not commented yet. I get, I'm getting imagine for the telcos, they're like, oh shit, this is annoying, lah. But but too bad, too mm. bad. I mean, it's the oligopoly, yeah. So mm. we need to yeah hold them accountable as well if they need to if they need to do more, lah. Right? Mm, mm, yeah. Correct, correct. But like you know, you say about society coming to terms with it like for any elderly folk that you know like do you still see them like learning a bit about what might be a scam what might not be a scam don't say elderly folk lah. I mean even myself and people mm. our age and all mm-hmm. like you know I was just thinking of the instance when, when we, we we met somebody who got who also got scammed via LinkedIn lah, right yeah yeah. where they were literally G- like, Gmail Gmail it was email oh email I uh, mean but yeah and, and it was a brilliant like, brilliant scam I think, I'm not sure we recounted this story before, but it was someone who, yeah, la, over LinkedIn, I think there was public information about uh, that person's new job. Mm. And then an impersonator emailed them pretending to be the boss from that company of her mm, new, mm, of, mm. The, of the new, their new, her new workplace, la, you know? Mm. And then ultimately scamming that, uh, getting her to, to, you know, transfer money and do stuff that, 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 you know, this is a very smart, educated person mm-hmm. who got scammed. La. So, yeah. I mean, it's that super complex, and they they will find new ways to to get you every time. And LinkedIn, email, everything you know, basic stuff like that. They they're able to do it lah. So, yeah, not just old people, man. I think that's the misconception that we all, people often have is like some old geezer who's like gets love scammed or what. But it's people our age, smart people, people who work in tech, all that who are yeah, getting scammed yeah. also, man. That's true. That person was working in tech lah. Yeah. He's, he's working in yeah, tech. Yeah. But then suddenly this one like you know because. Singapore, if it's a world first with telco, it's almost like the a harder place to scam, right? Mm. Suddenly in the global scammer network, Singapore becomes like the epitome, right? To for to to show how what's your chops like as a scammer. Oh, like it's like, yeah, they're it's like, like hey bro, you you got you got Singapore. Yeah, oh yeah. fuck man, bro. You, yeah, yeah. Not bad, uh, you got the Singapore, Singapore batch. Yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven, uh, they see Singapore, like hacking Singapore is like, yeah, the, like the you know, the big goal, uh, right? Yeah, 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 like Alcatraz like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. it's I mean, I'm sure Singapore is already a big target really, mm. because we have an aging population, because we you know we and generally more, you know, a richer country and smart nation, right? focus on smart nation. Yeah, also. a lot of digital services. But also a population that um probably a lot more trusting of authority figures and voices. Uh, so when you get a call saying that we're from the police, we're from like, you know, your telco, we're from your whatever, maybe people I don't know, like maybe that and this is my speculation, that people in Singapore generally more like follow the rules, right? Mm. Yeah. So you get nervous when you get a angry phone call. Because I, I got 
very angry phone calls from a, uh, an alleged Singtel representative before who said they, they're going to shut down my phone. And how Is can it? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry, yeah, angry. Like once scolding me almost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, if so you did, are, you, did you patronize them a bit? Or? Well, I mean, I scold him back, uh, you know. Like, or was it, or was it? I mean, I knew that it was a scam. I think we've, we've even covered like the DHL the scam DHL before. Way and back, we played yeah. along and everything. But, it's it's quite scary. I guess it can be scary if you suddenly get a very threatening or angry sounding uh, call from somebody. Right? Mm. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. We we just have to be. Singapore is a target, lah. We have to be very careful. Yeah, and and I think there are other things that are also uh being put in place by I IMDA and MAS. Yeah. So like for calls, uh, apparently they're in. 2023, there, yeah. there's going to be an option to not receive international calls. Like, it's a setting mm. that you might be able to do. Uh, I think 2022, the spoofed fixed line and mobile numbers from overseas have been blocked. Yeah. Have been blocked. So, yeah, over the past few years, since 2019, there have been more and more things being put. Uh, yeah. So, kudos to them. Yeah, the day, the day yeah. I, I got a airstrike, I, I call it an airstrike of, of like scam calls. Uh. Hey, bro, like, airstrike now, mean, like... Yeah, like, I'm just saying the... the uh, barrage, la. Barrage, yes. Uh. Uh, it was really, like, it came from Indonesia, then suddenly a call from Belgium, then suddenly a call from... Yeah, 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 like, multiple countries, like, one after another. I just kept rejecting, 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 rejecting. But it just came, it's like, five at one go, you know? It was almost like, like, it's like trying to hack into a build, you know, like, trying to... They're using bots to, like, call you and everything, la. Maybe you miss a Zoom call from your uni classmates. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe somebody really uh, misses me. They're, like, they're all they're around like, the world. Hey, we all should find out what Terry yeah. is up to. They <laughs> said a call, call all at the same, same time. time. <laughs> the exact same time. And ask uh, him how he is, la. No, la, I don't even have that many friends, so it's, like, I know it's not, like Yeah, definitely. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I mean, interesting, like, the, the thing is, if anybody has a... Uh, uh, strong feelings about this there is actually a website that you can give your feedback yeah because this is a consultation paper like what mm. Terence mentioned I think by end of the year you can give feedback it'll be rolled out next year mm, mm. hopefully it stays as robust yeah uh, but yeah I mean like credit where credit is due I think this is pretty pretty great that there's this framework good start la. good start man yeah good start keeping uh, own like own self really checking own self yeah, yeah. but for good reason all right, cool. Um, but speaking of a uh, good start, uh, we're talking about a team that has not had a very good start to the entire season, right? Mm. And uh, you know, even worse now, there's some like some controversy <laughs> around tweets that the players have made to towards each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. And what is this team, and what is this controversy? Uh, it is a uh, good old Manchester United. Yes, I would still say I'm a fan of Manchester United. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. You can call me what's that thing the fair weather fan. Fair weather fan. Yeah, I think yeah. I am a fair weather fan. Fair weather, yeah. Uh like like my allegiance were has always been a lot stronger for when I was watching football a lot more. When they were winning, la, right? <laughs> yeah, even like twenty thirteen or when they were in the decline, I was there. Even when Ronaldo came back last year, yeah, even yeah, though he yeah, left yeah. on bad terms, yeah. I was like, wow. Like these, these players I got emotional connection to. Ah, okay, okay. Whereas these days I'm like, I won't deny la, like when I watch menu, certain players I just like I can't stand Rashford. Like yeah. before I go, I go venting in that. Yeah. Uh, recently they had a a resurgence of performance, like Like uh, mm. they've been losing, uh, doing a lot of stupid ass mistakes. But recently they they um they won against Copenhagen, mm. uh, in the Champions League, mm. which is a big mm. thing. And Andre Onana, the goalie, 
who has been under fire a lot for mm. committing like ridiculous mistakes. Yeah. He hasn't had the best start for Man U. He saved an injury time penalty mm. and gave them the win, which meant that they would still be in contention. Mm. And a teammate, the Alejandro Garnacho, mm. who's quite a quite a rising star. Yeah. He could face now a foot, uh, football association sanction because on Twitter... On XX. Uh, ah, on, on X, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, right below Onana's post that showed him, you know, being hugged by his teammates and all. Yeah. Um, Garnacho just put a comment there that uh, showed two gorilla emojis. Mm. Yeah, two gorilla emojis above a picture of Andre Onana. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Garnacho is also part of the picture. Mm-hmm. So he was there and, and yeah, lah, like, uh, so now he could face a, a sanction in relation to that post. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was deleted a few hours after that. And Onana defended Ganacho, saying that people cannot choose what I should be offended by. Mm. I knew exactly what Ganacho meant. Yeah. Power and strength, this matter should go no further. Mm. Mm. Yes, so, yeah. what are your thoughts, Terence? Uh, but actually, I mean, as a, as you, since you are a Menu fan and everything, uh, right, uh, your general thoughts towards uh, Menu right now is that it's just a, I mean, from what people outside see, like, it's a club in disarray. Like, right? Yeah, it is. A lot of uh, internal politics, uh, management, owner politics, mm. and uh, even players refusing to play and, and stuff like that. Yeah, like, and even just the... I mean, I know it's very easy to judge from far, but it's like the attitude displayed by quite a few players, mm-hmm. sometimes during games, like that hunger, that spirit is not evident. Like, of course, mm. no idea what's going on in the inner workings. Mm. Uh, and also, know, for for other clubs, yeah, players, yes, but also for menu players, recently a lot of controversies coming up through social media. Mm, yeah, uh, a few months ago, there was, I think, Jaden Sancho was dropped, and Eric, Eric Ten Hag, the manager, kind of said that, oh, you know, Sancho's not been performing well, and Sancho put an Instagram post saying, oh, don't believe what he says, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, like on ice, huh? on ice. Yeah. So you look at it you're like, oh my god, this social media stuff. Yeah. So that's the context of it, lah. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So so when you see this, and I think on a previous podcast also, we we talked about the former menu striker Edison Cavani mm. being banned for three matches when he posted the comment "Gracias Negrito" to thank mm. a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, Negrito, the core word. I mean, with like Negro and mm. just that sort of slur, which yeah. I think we debated also, like yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. Uh. But yeah, I, I was only asking about that because it seems like uh. This um, Onana's penalty save and and their subsequent win in Copenhagen mm. has been the most um, um, you know morale boosting, most uh, almost un- uniting mm, uh, mm, thing for the club in, the, in mm. quite a, quite a while, right? When mm. people are you know the the two most maligned players, Harry Maguire scored the goal for Manchester United, and uh, Onana saved the penalty, right? Mm. And so, it was a huge penalty because if they yeah. drew, they would be out. Yeah, they would be out. Yeah. So, so actually, this whole incident has been, uh, I would say, a very positive one for their players, like, right? Mm. Uh, and in some ways, I guess the tweet from Ganacho, if you take it at face value, it's you know, conveying that uh, strength and power, right? Because it's two gorillas and all that, right? And the gorilla is like, you know, and the gorilla ultimately, what's what's the defining feature of the gorilla, aside from what connotations it has with race and everything, mm. uh, 
big hands, uh, big hands, big chest strength, right? Mm. That's, that's the defining feature of the gorilla. Um, fierce, like can tear you apart with his hands. Mm. So I would say that, yeah, like, maybe Ganacho was very, very excited about everything and, you know, tweeted that out because that's, that's, that's between them, like, as, as teammates and they're so happy and things like that. Uh, but yeah, like, maybe it's just in this day and age with social media and, and the connotations of everything, even one emoji can get you in trouble. Mm. Uh, a bit misguided, like, yeah. But what do you, what do you think? Of I think it's them stupid. On whose, on whose side? Ganacho. Why? Because, okay, the, the, okay, so, Andre Onana is a Cameroonian guy. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's big and strong mm. and black, right? Mm. Um, and the thing is about European football especially, yeah. over the past few years, there's been so much um, racial abuse that revolve around calling black players monkeys. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, it's happened a lot in Spain, uh, yeah. in, in France. Italy. Uh, Italy. Yeah. And to not be aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's damn stupid, lah. But he's nineteen years old. Okay, so the whole nineteen years old thing, yo, you, man, these you, people are given the 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 role that people would die for, no? Yeah. And you don't have to post X on X, right? Man, you get you to play football. You want to yeah. post on X? It's your own prerogative. So if you don't understand like the repercussions of these kind of things, I think you are responsible, lah. But but okay, then in the like what we were discussing earlier mm. about the waterfall of responsibility and all that. Mm. I mean, the fact that... So that, that X also, uh, yeah, like they, should, that, they should auto-detect uh, yeah, gorilla emoji. Gorilla, if, you have a, if you have a gorilla emoji, and then like, if you know that there's supposed to be this context around it, then maybe anybody in Europe who wants to use a gorilla emoji, there should be a warning sign that comes out, hey, you are about to post a gorilla emoji. Are you sure you want and to post this? And then they detect there's a dark scarlet, dark scarlet person in, in the photo. photo. Yeah, yeah. So then, then shouldn't that they there be some shared responsibility? Because for a nineteen year old to you know like what you say, understand the context of everything in Europe and and all, he's mm. nineteen years old. You know, like what the fuck were you doing at nineteen years old? Like really understanding historical context of conflict in the Middle East or something? No, like you know. But right? this is the past four years where every black player in a European team, I can imagine. Uh, mm. I don't know for a fact. Yeah. But you see it happen again and again. The racial abuse they uh-huh. they receive. So who is who should be the most offended by this by this gorilla thing? I mean, if Onana is not offended, that's totally fine. Uh. But I think it's just one of those things that, like, uh, let's say if you were to to post on a Yalabat thing with a picture of me saying with my Kaling friend or something mm. like that, yeah. or like you do, I don't know. Like, let's say even if you put like two gorilla emojis for me, right? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> You'd be offended. <laughs> I wouldn't be offended. My goodness. But I'll say Terence. Yeah. You post that publicly, uh, uh, there might be some people who will comment. Uh, so does that make me overly woke? Does that make me like telling you to be a slave to the wokeness? Um, sounding a bit, a bit, uh, not to say woke, la, but um, where's, where's the compassion, you know? Compassion for, for what? For a young man also, you know, mm. who's, who's like barely, barely, you could even argue he's still a teenager, la, right? Yeah. He barely ever understands the context of a lot of his actions and all this. 19 things, is like. not that young, no. I think, but 19 is young, la, right? Regardless. He's young. In Singapore, you can't even drink alcohol yet at 19, right? Anyway, yeah, sorry, but you, can, you can, can. In the US, in the US yeah, you can't drink alcohol. But yet, you can yeah. hold a gun. Correct, yeah. Right, in Singapore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel that if. I mean, these players are like global stars, la, uh-huh. right? 
They are. I mean, Ganacho has like how many followers on on twi- on on X? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a few, like I would imagine, like uh, uh, a f- a few million, like if not yeah. a few hundred thousand, right? And I think that is one of those things that, no lah, like I, I think that whole nineteen year old being young and not understanding this is yeah. a bit too easy for them, lah. But uh, that means you would like every time before using an emoji, that that somebody should get a you know a trained counselor who understands the context of history and. And racism it's and not. It's like too. how like history really is not going back into the nine like eighteen hundreds or something, right? Uh, yes, yes. But again, we are dealing with nineteen year olds, uh. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I, we have dealt with people, teenagers, you know, before, and sometimes you tell them something once, doesn't get through. Tell them twice, doesn't get. Tell them ten times, still doesn't get through, like, Right. Mm. Because they're nineteen years old, like, right? Or, or younger. So, feels to me a bit. Uh, a bit hard to expect all 19-year-olds you know to necessarily understand the context of, of what they're saying and all mm. so so I, I maybe I'm not saying that that it, it's I'm not advocating that you know or anyone should be able to say whatever they want or anything that free speech you know? I, I, I definitely know understand that there is mm. a contextual uh, context to people saying that hey this what you did maybe appears racist like, right but I'm saying like should he be punished to the extent given his mm. age, given uh, you know, the emotion and given that Onana himself has come out and said that he's not offended by it. Like, you know, why are people getting offended on his behalf? Like, or, or, or you think is it more that people are like other Cameroonians are angry that Ganacho said that? Like? That one I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can imagine on X that yeah. whole threat was like destroyed by people getting offended. Like. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine that. Mm. Um, And like I mean, I think the whole kind of like uh, whether what a sanction means. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just a fine or just or includes a ban. Like Edison Cavani was fined a hundred thousand pounds yeah. and banned for three matches. Hmm. Um, but okay, basically there is a social there are social media guidelines laid out by the FA. Yeah. Right. So it's not say it is like there's nothing being explained. It's not say the FA or the clubs even understand that in this day and age your players, they will have a social media presence. Yeah. And Ganacho has 672,000 followers. Yeah. Right. So, to also understand like the the context of social media and what certain like um, implications are. I mean, if you understand the trends, yeah. why why not understand like the certain faux pas uh, when it comes to these sort of things? Maybe as a 19-year-old kid and all, he's much less, they're much less raised uh, race conscious than, than we are as, as millennials and everything. But as well, like being a footballer in a global club, yeah, you're no longer living in like a sheltered uh, area. I know, no? but ro- like Ronaldo said, right? Like Manchester mm. United hasn't even changed their gym. They haven't even upgraded their gym in 20 years. Yeah. What, what do you makes you think that they have like a social media, you know, manager who helps them to monitor these things and remind, remind you, hey, gorilla emoji uh, can be offensive to people. Uh. So then, then maybe there needs to be this punishment in place. Uh, but that that's where it's then it's uh, a bit extreme lah, right? Mm. And that's why I, I said maybe I know we laughed about it, but maybe there needs to be some like literally warning signs that come up when you are about to post a gorilla <laughs> emoji and like you said the AI tracking that <laughs> dark skin person, a dark skin person. Then yeah, you like, hey, oh uh, yeah, just so you know, the yeah. history of gorillas being yeah, uh used compared to, to to you know uh that one I feel is too much la. Ah, why is that too much? <laughs> okay, then then you see then it contradicts what we were saying earlier about the technology 
needing we are not as well versed with technology and, and all these things as we because as we okay be, that, that's a, for for banks right like the the money thing is a very quantifiable thing you yeah. either have money you don't yeah. a lot of these faux pas and all they they change over time correct yeah. right so it's it's whether you want to hard code this kind of softer things like because then it then it uh it becomes like okay so then what else do you need to hard code and I know. I know, like it sounds like it's a slippery slope kind of thing, yeah. but then I think for money and like scams is a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah, but even as exactly what you said, lah, mm. that it changes over time. Yeah, that even more so, it's harder to define what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. You see, so that's where if there is within the layer of the the technology itself, mm. then there's like some kind of board or what that decides that hey, you know, certain emoji can be offensive. Maybe maybe don't offer it to people, lah. You know, you want to say gorilla, you type out gorilla, and then you you then you understand the consequences. Cause you type out gorilla, it, it, you know, it's much easier than saying, "Oh, there's a cute picture of a gorilla. Let me put it there." You know, that kind mm. of thing. Then, then maybe it might be, it might be uh, fairer, lah. Whereas I feel the punishment is almost like, um, it's almost like it's this chilling effect on 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 even free speech. Like like maybe between them as friends. Mm. Like Onana and him, maybe it's a private joke, or oh, not even a joke, but even a private thing where Onana is the one that's like, hey, I want you to call, call me, me a gorilla. gorilla. Yeah, call me a gorilla. I'm the gorilla, you know, and then uh-huh. you can be my little gorilla. And then you put two gorilla emoji, that's you and me as brothers. Albino and, gorilla and a gorilla. Yeah, and it uh-huh. means a lot to the two of them, right? Mm. But who are we to say, oh, you cannot, you you cannot do that, you know, mm. regardless of anything. And so we're going to fine you like $100,000. Not that it means, I mean, that's such a, it's probably a drop in the, the ocean for them, like, right? Mm. But it's still the the idea of like the the principle of being punished for it. And as a ninety year old guy who the guy that who said that who probably should be the most offended by it said that he's not offended at all and, and anything. And mm. he he he's trying to explain what it means, power and strength. Why is it that everyone else is rushing to punish him? Because okay, so the whole thing about him being a nineteen year old, like the punishments he gets when he plays the game is the same as a nineteen year old and a thirty eight year old. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If he was playing in the youth team. Yeah. And then he posts this for his youth team member. Then I'm like, okay, like, you live in a different world. Mm. The thing is, if you're in the world of professionals, regardless of age. Professional football. Professional football. So he plays football yeah, for, a living, football, like, yeah. for a living. For a living. Where you are on a team where age does not really matter anymore. It yeah. is a privilege to be there as a 19-year-old. Yes, yes. Right? So you also need to be held up to the same standards. Like. So for me, age is not a question. So, But he's a professional footballer, like, right? Yeah. So, so his job is to play, play football, football. To understand yeah. the rules of football. football. Not understand the rules of social media. So that's uh, why social media... <laughs> That it comes with its own pros and cons, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you want to be on social media, you have 600 plus thousand followers, there's a lot yeah. that you benefit from it. Yeah. Right? So, you also need to understand that when these kind of things happen, there is a downside. Yeah. La. So, why, why is it the football association that's punishing him for his social so that, media that behavior? One, one. Right. Okay, so that's where I'm like, eh, Okay, then who else will punish? So I don't know. Maybe the club should take a stand. Maybe it uh, shouldn't be. Club, yeah. Maybe it shouldn't be punitive. Uh, maybe yeah, the club yeah. may make him do compulsory community service hours. To yeah, understand. go to the zoo and go, and like, like, go for a course to understand. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. So so maybe maybe yeah, the football so that I can agree. Uh, Should the football association be the one to lay out the thing? I don't think so. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, if it's the club taking measures because the the club is where. You need to think about okay, you not just football. Club, you right? represent the club. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So maybe that's something that we can agree on. I also mm. feel that the FAA, mm. no lah, it's not. It's not. It's your not a football problem. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not your thing, lah. Yeah. Unless they are posting something that is defamatory to FA, unless or the referees. So maybe the FA feels that like every player in the Premier League represents, must, represents the FA, lah. 
Okay, okay, I can buy that. Yeah, uh, if that's the case. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah lah. I I can I can understand like if I guess if the P I think there's a PFA the players the players uh, federation the players association or something, or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If the punishment came from them or from the club themselves or the all the football association punishes menu itself like right mm. Man, the Manchester United club yeah then that makes a bit more sense to me yeah but then then they punish also then then but that means it is a big thing for you is who is meting out the punishment or the fact that he's being punished at all uh I think both are both are important to me who's meting out the punishment and then the the rationale for why they're punishing him like right mm. and uh and, and more importantly it's like yeah like if you want to punish then you gotta you have to draw the you have to have this consultation paper and understand who bears responsibility. Waterfall approach. Like, waterfall approach. <laughs> uh. Was so, it Onana yeah. who posted something like that? Yeah, and then and, and <clears throat> at the end of the day, technology is part of sport also. And mm. I think even in recent times, we talked about the controversy about uh, when Liverpool versus Tottenham happened and there was a VAR, the video assisted referee thing, which which was a complete screw up now, right? Mm. By the referees. But it was everyone. It was so unprecedented. We never seen anything like that before. Cause VAR is a new technology, and there there was no like okay, what avenue? What what do we do? Do we play the match? Do we? There, there wasn't even uh, an avenue for someone to to say that like, Although mm. I think Liverpool said out uh, or Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool coach said, all right, hey, we should replay the match. But then there were people like, oh no, but that takes away from the spontaneity. And oh, if you open this this gate, then the, every you know match, every yeah. every match should be replayed. And blah blah blah. You know, but. The point is that when technology comes into the realm of whatever it is, banking or scams or, or even now even now sport, right? Um, there needs to be a very I think if you want to punish people, then there must be a very clear framework on why you're punishing them, who's punishing them, and why how do you prevent things from happening in the future rather than just like, okay, what we're gonna do is like, oh, this is bad behavior, let's just punish let's just find him for bad behavior. Then you're like, what is bad behavior? You know, mm. two guys calling each other gorillas affectionately. <laughs> why is that bad behavior? <laughs> right. So would you post something like that? Like two gorilla emojis? Let's say, uh-huh. I mean, even in the Singapore context, let's yeah, say yeah. Uh, someone who's very dark-skinned and you just want to show the power and strength, would you like post two gorilla emojis? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't. Uh-huh. But if I uh, see a young person do it, right, uh, I mean, every other day I'm with my kid reading about animals in a zoo and we're, you know, playing, oh, this is what a gorilla does, how, and all that. Then if he goes to school and then he has a friend who's darker skinned or something like that, and then he does that in front of a friend, then they say they want to punish my son because he did that. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> like, he's what, how many years old? Yeah, la, but your son is is still like a, a child. Formative years. Right? Formative yeah, years, yeah, yes. Yeah. Formative years. Yeah. Uh, but for someone who is playing in, who is recognized in every other aspect as in a fully grown adult. Yeah. Earning and living and playing as a fully grown adult. He's 19 years old. Come on. Dude, dude that's where, that's where 19 years old, if there is a 19 year old politician who becomes prime minister, the fact is he was qualified enough to become prime minister. Should he be held to different standards? To me, no. You, you have passed through, he is an exceptional footballing talent. Right, and I know football, football. Maybe yeah. his social media talent is like yeah. okay, maybe a bit suspect. So then maybe it becomes a thing of like, um, maybe the club should be the one to to to. It's like a company lah. Your yeah. your employees, you have a certain Training, code of conduct. Yeah, you have certain like company values and all. Yeah, yeah. If your employee kind of goes out of that, you have the right to be like, hey, yeah. no lah, this is not cool. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe the FA is not the best. Yeah. Uh, 
position to 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 enforce the punitive measures. But yeah, I still feel like. So I, yeah, I yeah. think before Man U signs any player next time, they must show them gorilla emoji <laughs> and ask them, "Will you post this on social media?" No. Then if they say no, then if they say yes, then oh sorry, you can't sign for Man no, U. No, they must set up a test. Like I'll show you a picture. <laughs> tell me the first three emojis that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. and then show like dark skin, yeah. light skin, and all that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. say gorilla, Ari, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This is the. It's the woke Manchester United. How woke Manchester United. This is why Ronaldo uh, left Manchester United. No, this is why right, I really wish that athletes have do less stuff for social media. Mm. Yeah, I think social media is just like, oh my God. Uh, like exactly, you are a footballer, right? Like just, okay, not to say they oh, just only focus on football. You're free to do what you want, but just understand that there are consequences. Uh. I, I'm leaning more towards the technology. That, that This is where the technology platforms need to Exercise more sensitivity. Then suddenly, yeah. someone who's not so dark skinned, the, the the gorilla, the warning comes up. Yeah. Warning, yeah. there's a dark skinned person. Then uh-huh. like, I'm not that fucking dark skinned. <laughs> then it becomes like, oh, what's wrong with being dark skinned? Okay, then don't, then just re- really just have a blanket. Um, no gorilla warning. emoji. No, no, like I, like I like it when you watch YouTube, right, for mm-hmm. example, because I've been, we, I've been jumping a lot of different news sites recently following whatever's going on in Israel Hamas, right? Uh, when you go to the Al Jazeera site, right? Then they're like, oh, Al Jazeera is fully funded by the, you know, mm. the, the government of blah, blah, blah. Even Singapore, MediaCorp also, they point out, oh, MediaCorp is a channel. Blah. So at least I see that that sort of like thing there that, hey, be careful about what you're reading yeah, or right. hearing from this source, like, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we laugh about it, but if emojis have such a, if emojis can carry such weight and such like, uh, literally costing people hundreds of thousands of dollars and all mm. that, then it should also come with a warning uh, that you're about to post something that could potentially <laughs> yeah. be offensive in these countries. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You're about and to post something. Yeah, yeah. Click more to find if out. If there's one dark-skinned individual yeah. amongst light-skinned individuals, this might not be acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's a group of dark-skinned yeah. individuals, not acceptable. You're about to send a brinjal to a uh, uh, you know someone who identifies as a woman. You know, Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Click yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. View sensitive content. You know, I found out in my extended family group for the longest time when I have to do the obligated obligatory birthday message and all that. Mm. I what well, the emoji I like to use is the you know uh, yes. rock on uh-huh, uh-huh. With, yeah. for those listening, it is where like hang what, loose, hang sorry. loose your index no, no, finger, sorry, 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 not... index finger and pinky are yeah, up yeah, and all yeah, other yeah. fingers. It's like right. the bull's horns. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found out last week that up till last week, my mom was always wondering why am I sending a donkey emoji. Donkey? Yeah. Why is it donkey? Oh, because... It looks like a donkey face. Oh, to her, the hands look like a donkey. <laughs> yeah. She was like... Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, mom, you see the rock on? She's like, oh, that's what it is. I always used to wonder, why are you sending happy birthday and then donkey emoji? Uh, so the, the Tilani family find you for This is like extended offensive. beyond the immediate, no. It's offensive like actions. People in like seven different time zones and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what they've been thinking. Yeah. So would you call yourself stupid for doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, donkey donkey does not have any racial connotation. In fact, a donkey is a very hardworking animal, uh, okay. uh, right? Yeah, that okay. provides a lot of value for rural communities. But that changes over time. It changes between cultures. <laughs> At this point in time, if you call someone a donkey, it is less about the color of their skin and maybe their attitude. Like, stubborn. Uh, yeah. Annoying, uh, yeah. Stubborn, stubborn. Stubborn, stubborn. Like, no, like committed, passionate uh, and uh, got drive. So yeah, like, I mean, for me, it would be Offensive, like someone said, I was a donkey, you know. Yeah, like, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, but a donkey emoji? Offensive, la, offensive. Well, you never I know. Offended, la, Why? I offended. <laughs> then, Why you call me donkey? Too bad, know, too bad, too bad. Exactly. <laughs> some of my things, there's so many, like, no, but it's such a great area. The thing is, the Gorilla and Monkey Association, the dark skin players, has 
it really is a thing in football. I know, I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So know, because know, yeah. of uh the 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 weight of that, I do feel that it is not just a regular emoji. La. Correct, correct. And I say that that needs to come across when you are in the act of posting and everything. Mm. You know? Like mm. maybe give really don't you okay, you can post already, then after that there's a, like a ten minute okay, your your post will come soon because it has it was flagged for some sensitive emojis that you're using. And are you sure you want to do something emojis. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's totally doable. Uh. Yeah, is, yeah, I, I, we've seen it in so many so many different uh, things that we mm. we do nowadays, uh, right? You you know, you are you sure you want to do this? Click yes or no and all that. But yeah, yeah. the thing is that there isn't that layer of information telling you the context of what you're doing. And, and we're talking about a 19-year-old kid here, like, basically. Yeah. He's not a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's married somewhere. So? So, I mean, you say he's a kid, he's a kid, but then like he's playing in a in a, a football team as an adult. He's married. He's 19. Yeah, 19, the right? Of his there are some 40-year-olds yeah. I know who are immature as fuck. Okay. Oh, I was saying about talking about me, right? Oh, yeah, you're, you're not 40, you're 41. No, 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 40, 40. Oh, yeah, you're 40, 40 right still, now. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah I never dox you. I never dox you. <laughs> I never dox you. No, 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 it's out there. It's public information. But yeah. my point is like, he's had half the life experience that you've had, you know. Half. Harish. Sorry. Every every year that you've lived, he's had half of He's that. also experienced way more than I would ever experience. You think, like, you think. God, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. you're playing, you're world famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You're playing in a club um like that people die to play for. Uh and and yeah, like, you you're not just a regular nineteen year old. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he necessarily understands more about the world than you do. I mean you're educated in multiple No no, no. Like, I'm not saying I understand languages. a lot more about the world and all. The yeah, thing yeah. is like the, 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 the weight of the the monkey gorilla association with dark skin players, it really is a big thing in, in football. La. Mm. And people have been abused uh, over it multiple times. Like Onana, poor Onana has been even Vinicius, yeah, I think Vinicius yeah. Jr. like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a lot. So yeah, so it's not good. Yeah, yeah. I think that I I think the technology then it's more the technology platform the technology to la. do something. Maybe, but you yeah. is like Ganacho is like stupid. You you already laid the judgment. He's still a right? great football player. He is one of the bright stars of menu that I do not understand why he doesn't he play more. So if what if Ganacho super talented. So what if he comes out and says like I'm not apologizing for this, I will never I will continue posting gorilla emojis. Then I'll be like, okay, la, then you just like you that I mean people will react, you just if you're totally fine and you're like not bothered by it, then I'm like, okay, la, that's no, so you want him out of the club if he keeps No la. Would you want him out of the club? Like if he, he refuses to budge on that. No la, I mean that that one is a totally different thing, la. Like there's so many other things to But he's to such factor. a bad representative of your favorite club. But I'm, I'm like this. This one-off thing is still a one-off. No, thing. no. That's what I'm saying. If he yeah. says, I, I don't, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I'm just gonna continue. He just every day, every day, I post gorilla emojis. So that 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 <laughs> that what you have to give so many other contacts. It's not a binary thing, Terrence. Oh, okay. It's, it's not. not binary thing, it is not a binary thing. If okay, okay. he goes on the profiles of every black person and and just post the gorilla emoji, then I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So you still want him out, lah? If that's the case. So that's you're 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 being like Piers Morgan. No, no, but, pushing me towards but one I think answer. it's it's because it's about football, right? This mm. is a football team. You can have him or you can don't have him. Yeah, right? yeah. So would you want a player who just says I'm going to continue? I would say if there's a player that caught, is attracting so much unnecessary attention out of football, yeah. Then if I was a manager, I would yeah. not want him in the club. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because. The the thing is that that you see the amount of distractions that it creates and it causes like stuff I'm sure within the team as well. 
which is why man, uh, Ronaldo's interview I thought was them annoying lah, mm. because it brought so much attention to the, the or took away attention from the team, which was totally unnecessary. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if anybody you want to, you know, uh, rile up more menu fans, like you mm. know. You know which emojis to use. Huh? <laughs> Feel free, man. Feel free. Feel free. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. cool. At least that was a bit more debatable than the first topic. Like. Oh, a lot more. But a I mean, more. it's quite interesting because actually, yeah. we actually found a connection between the two, right? Yeah, exactly. About the waterfall. <laughs> the cascading, waterfall. Cascading waterfall responsibility. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, what is your one-shot comment of the week? Uh, my one-shot comment uh, is... Um, I mean, there's a new poll on mm, Reddit, mm. Uh, which I always enjoy polls by yeah. longtime commenter Majestic Economist Six. Mm. Who embellishes more? Yeah, is it Harish who is better at it, or Terence who does it sub- subtly? Mm, mm, mm. So there's still three days and twenty two, twenty one hours left as of yeah. Friday, twenty seven October, one p.m. Yeah. So yeah, that's my one short comment. Uh, I love them polls. I'll build on that one short comment with one of the comments about the that your one short comment. Mm. Where Jungle Jimbo pointed out, you might want to check post settings. I tried to vote Harish and the Reddit ad immediately responded, <laughs> Error, please try again later. Don't know whether it's a, a temporary tech gremlin, but maybe, you know, uh, it's a fixed election by, it's a fixed election uh, of yeah. fixed poll. Uh. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite, it's quite funny that, uh, yeah, the poll is, uh, seems to be fixed in one direction as opposed to the other. I never, I never do anything. I never, I never do it. Let me try. Let me try and vote, lah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, but then I have to vote for myself. Yeah, no, it's okay. I voted for myself. I, I voted. I said I voted for you already, lah. I'll vote for you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you voted for me. It was fine, lah. I, I voted for you. It was okay. Yeah. It didn't uh, for me. It was fine, but for for other people, it seems to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just voted. Yeah. Guys, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I think the answer is very obvious. Yeah. It's yeah. not very clear yet. It's not very clear yeah. yet. Mm. All right. But cool. Cool. And then the one short thing. Do you have your one short thing? Uh, up? I got to pull it up, but please go ahead. Oh, wait. I got to pull it up too. Oh, you got to pull yours up as well. Uh, I got to pull, okay, pull mine okay, up. Okay, okay. Uh, got to pull. Shit. I forgot to open the tab. Uh,. Yes, but uh, no, I don't. Wait, I, let me let me I'm pull it up. You can pull it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. So I don't know whether I have mentioned this yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. It was a one shot thing, but the Bad Friends podcast, right? Mm. Uh, between oh shit, I think it has been my one shot thing. But I've been watching it uh more and more. Mm. Uh, and it's a podcast run by Andros, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Okay. Um, and it's been running for three years, and because I watch one or two clips on YouTube, it keeps feeding me that, and I think it's one of those podcasts that they don't really discuss like deep, deep issues, mm. but it's just so funny. And what I find even more hilarious is that it's the two of them, but they have a third person who kind of co-hosts with them on the side, Okay, who is the niece of Bobby Lee's uh, ex-girlfriend. Mm. Uh, and she's she's like, I think 19, no, 21 year old or so. So it's just their dynamic is very interesting because she is like very straight laced yeah. and it's just fun to watch. La. Okay. Uh like it's one of those podcasts where to me the clips really make me laugh. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't go to them for like yeah, very deep understanding of stuff, but if it's just for a for a funny moment, I think they're hilarious. Mm. Yeah, I see, yeah. I see. Okay. Have you heard of the podcast? No. 
No, yeah. it's pre- pretty good. Like Andrew Santino, I didn't even know he was a stand-up comedian. He acted in Dave. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lee is like from Mad TV mm-hmm. fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's hilarious. Okay, I, I've seen clips of them before. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, mine. Yeah, mine's actually uh the podcast as well. Uh, I think nowadays like Joe Rogan's podcast, I don't listen to a lot of it, but the occasional episode I do, I do listen to it lah. Mm. And uh, one recent episode that I really stuck all the way through was uh when he had the uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, mm. the UFC fighter on. Mm. So, <clears throat> uh, I thought it was a very interesting episode because um, I think the Sugar Sean O'Malley is a, he's a, you know, very young millennial guy who really came from, you know, quite a, quite a, you know, tough, tough family background and everything and, and he dropped everything to become a UFC fighter and now he's the champion. Uh, I think the featherweight division, right? And uh, I think what was interesting in that, I mean, they talk about the sport of MMA. So if you're a fan, you know, it's quite interesting to hear. I hear this person talk about it and he doesn't talk about it in the, I'm the best in the world. I'm going to do everything. I, I can beat anyone. He doesn't, I mean, he, he looks kind of ridiculous. Like he's got like pink hair and tattoos on his face and all these things like, but, and you can tell that because all these, and all these things came after he started fighting. So he used to be like straight laced regular dude, you know, no tattoos, I think mm. suddenly he's got all these tattoos and driving a Lamborghini and everything. But he's quite an interesting fellow because he, while he has all these trappings of success, he also still has uh, some some things that really remind you that, hey, this guy is, is a, a lot more grounded than, than he looks. Uh. So, like, the one of the first things he did when he, you know, found success was going buy a farm, uh, you know, because he wants to live in a farm. He wants to keep chickens and, and things like that. And, uh, and he's very realistic about his his career. He you know he knows that you know, it took him uh, a long time to get where where he is. But he, the only reason he's there also is because uh, he's good at certain things and he's not so good at others. Uh, like he he knows he couldn't beat the former champion in wrestling, so like he the only way he fought was to just make sure that he never got wrestled to the ground. Uh, mm. And and as long as he had a chance, a one punch uh, knockout chance, he could win. Uh. And just he's just so realistic about it, and he runs his own podcast with his, with his coach and, and training partner and everything, where they're just much more, just a much more grounded way of like the, the way they approach a sport. Like it's it's a sport, you know, there are winners and losers. There are certain things you have to do to get advantage, and there are some people who will be better than you, and there are some people that you are better at certain things, mm. and you just play in that way, like. mm. But nowhere should you imagine that you are like. You you're good at everything, and you'll beat anyone who can come. And, and I think, and that's what I enjoy about the podcast. It was just very, um, just very realistic takes about the sport uh, from someone that I felt like, eh, you know, you look at him, you think that he's like a bit like uh, Conor McGregor, who almost, you know, uh, drinks his own Kool Aid a mm. bit too much, right? But he's mm. not like he's a much more thoughtful, uh, grounded uh, person that that comes across in that in that podcast. Hmm. Awesome. And how long was the podcast? Uh, two hours plus. They kind of think the usual Joe Rogan length. Oh no! I haven't listened yeah. to a Joe Rogan podcast for a long ass time. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Eh? I don't know. It was just one of those oh, yeah. like they just sat back and they ate. I think they ate mushrooms and everything during the podcast, <laughs> and just hearing them freak out about the mushrooms and it was quite funny. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll never happen here. Yeah? Yep, yep, yep. But, but cool, cool. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, it'd be great if you could share it with at least one other person. Yep. Follow us uh, on Spotify. Leave us a review. That that means a lot to us. And subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Thanks everybody.